Play us in, Jim. All right, and welcome to the After Improv Podcast. Uh, it's a very special edition. Uh, you might have heard the guitar sounds different because uh, I got new strings at the recommendation of Jim. And for the second week in a row, we have a very special guest. More on that later. First off, to explain, After Improv is a podcast about four people that used to steal cars. No, it's really a podcast of four people that were at an improv class and they would go out to the bar every night and talk shit and about random things and they thought, why not make it a podcast? I am Tony Augusta, your host, and with me, as always, are the wizard, the warrior, and the maiden true, Jim Harper, John Yar, and Heather Anonymous. And joining us tonight for a very special appearance, second guest in a row, is Frank, a member of our class. Say hello, Frank. Hey, it's awesome to be here, everybody. Now, I was going to call you Frank Anonymous. You're not going to use your last name, uh, which is fine. Did you have a last name you would like to make up? Or you could just say Frank Anonymous. Heather is Heather Anonymous. Yeah, Heather and I feel like we bonded tonight already. So Frank Anonymous it is. Oh, really? You got married. And also, Heather is drunk as a precursor. Yes. I am the drunkest. Heather is drunk and has made us all wear costumes. I'm wearing a bow tie that's hanging off my glasses. Jim, okay. Yeah, Heather might be the host tonight instead of the co-host. Uh, and then Jim is wearing a police hat. John is wearing a lay. And then Heather, describe what you're wearing right now. I am pinkly, sparkly, Nicki Minaj wig, um, some beads. I'm wearing purple sparkly wings. You are a unicorn. Oh, I do have my unicorn. I have a unicorn horn on, oh, yeah. on my, on my, it fell off. Fuck, yeah. well, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have around my lower thigh, oh. which is where a toddler's waist. <laughs> 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 first tail. They used to make noise, but I think it's broken because I've had it for a long time. I have a sparkly microphone. Uh, I have some Mardi Gras beads, which you guys didn't even make me earn. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it so far. Okay, and I'll, I'll, we ruined it. Mardi Gras. So for a little background, uh, how many drinks have you had tonight? I had my margarita, Jim's margarita, because he couldn't finish it. Also, uh, a ginger peach cider. I just started a can of beer. And how many shots have you done? Oh, I did two. I forgot about the shots. So they're very important. I did two shots. Oh, yeah. Jim, you want to go pour Heather a, a shot of uh, cinnamon uh, yeah. or fireball? You want another one? Jim, please. Oh, really? This is her reward. Yeah. Oh, right. earlier. Oh, you guys. Associate I'm producer Jim Harper, everybody. It's from grad school today. All A's. All right. Congratulations. Yeah, it's a, it's a special day. It's the last day of uh, our improv class and actually That's of the class day. itself. Of our improv class. <laughs> because we're all, you know. Today, find out I get all A's. Yeah, you said that. Also, there's one more thing. Oh, it's Cinco de Mayo. It is Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Thank you. I'm not Mexican. Okay. Now, uh, I but I do work. like them. How would you? There's a shot for you, Heather. Jim, this is I don't know if this is a good idea or not. It's not. Yeah. Okay, this is your last shot, so enjoy it. For now. Tony, don't you spill it. Tony. Don't spill it. Tony, you told me you bought it specifically for me, so I think they're all my shots. 
I think I said I bought it for girls coming over the house, so technically you're no, correct. I'm Okay, why don't you drink it? I think Jim and John are paranoid that you're going to spill it. I'm, I'm sort of accepted that it's going to happen. My own costume bag, you motherfucker. Okay. Drink it. You all right? And also, I have a styrofoam microphone that she keeps talking to by mistake. That's also, yeah. <laughs> she has a real microphone set. You guys like it when I talk into the microphone because it makes me more sassy. Now you look like a like a good witch, you know. Did you just lick that glitter microphone? Oh my god, why are you doing that? Frank just said it looked like a Hitachi. Frank's <laughs> <laughs> been on the internet. Now Heather's rubbing the mic on her outer vagina. I mean, yeah, her her denim clitoris. And then she's also tried to show her breasts multiple times, but I'm shutting that down because I... You don't want to see it? Well, no, I feel like you're in an inebriated state. It's not appropriate. I don't regret anything. Well... Oh, our class show was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Heather, do your shot. Do your shot. Okay, down the hatch. Down the hatch. Frank, what did you think about the show? You know, the semester started off. It was our first semester. Don't do that. improv, and I thought we really nailed it yesterday. You know, the semester was new for all of us. And we wasn't sure where it was all going to go. You know, it started out really high, thinking this is going to be really great. And about the middle of the semester, I thought, well, you know, I'm not sure when this is all coming together. Yeah. The end, we just nailed it. I think we did awesome yesterday. I think yesterday was the day that we had the most fun out of all the days. And Absolutely. I, and I think it showed on stage. Heather? What? How, do you, how did you feel about last night's class show? You know, before we had a class show, we anticipated how we felt about it. And a 7.5. Out of? 10. Okay. Mm. I, 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 I oh, think so that, you really think? No, I think that was really accurate. Like, I think we did a good job. And, like, the audience was, they were really with us. I think the audience was with us. Um, I, I definitely saw the places where we could have made it better. But I think overall, it was a really good show. And, and everyone was laughing, so that's all you can ask for, right? Okay, what are you doing right now as you're talking? Well, there's this crown. Looks like a crown of thorns, sort of. This is what I wore when I was mustard seed in... Um, <laughs> Steak's chair? Tony. Yeah? Fuck you, you don't want to say. Shakespeare play. A Midsummer Night's Dream? Midsummer Night's Dream. I was fucking mustard seed. I'll let you know that this is also the exact moment I, I realized I had humongous boobs. How old were you? 17. So you were a late bloomer? No, they were there. <laughs> John, why are you shaking your head now that you know pre-pubescent boobs are like? I heard this story when she was sober-ish. Pre-pubescent? Those are like post-pubescent. Yeah, that's definitely post 17. Yeah, no, it totally is. But, but like, apparently she was a very modest dresser up until she was sober. Oh. And then like, I wore this dress, this gold dress, and like the one girl was like, Heather, your boobs are out of control. And I was like, I... Was I didn't I wasn't aware and I was like all right this is something I can work with. Okay, did you ever go to a Renaissance fair as a kid? Fuck that shit. You've been yeah. missing out. No. John, how do you feel the class show went? Uh, I, well, I predicted an eight out of ten, and I felt that that was pretty close. I think we got probably an eight point five. Um, 
And we did have things we could improve on, but like Quentin Hicks said, one of the greatest improv teachers in Detroit. Yeah. Or ever. And the best huggers. Apparently, he is an amazing hugger, everybody. He only hugs Heather, though, so we wouldn't know. Uh, Sorry. But if you don't feel that there's something you can improve on, you're fucking up. Yeah, Heather, well, you want to describe what you're doing now? Because people are going to be wondering what all this off noise is coming off mic. Well, Everyone can be hear quiet, it. but I'm opening some bunny rabbit sunglasses for John. Okay. I As opposed to the bunny rabbit sunglasses you already gave me. Yeah. I don't fucking care. I think 8 out of 10 is pretty, because I think for every 8 steps we did right, we did like 2 wrong, so I think... No, I agree with that, I agree with that, I agree with that. See, maybe I'm hard on myself. I was very frustrated with the show. I still am. Like, I felt it could have gone better. I was just thinking of all the stuff I could have done. But I'm probably unnaturally overly critical. That's the kind of person I am. Yeah, so, yeah, I just like, I just felt it didn't hit like I wanted it to hit. You know what I mean? Like, maybe the audience... I don't know, like the way the audience reacted to certain stuff. Like I just felt there was too much dead space. You know what I mean? Like, and not in terms of like there being tension built up, just dead. You know, um, and I thought the applause was a little too lighthearted, like or lackluster at the end of some of the stuff. But again, this is just me. I'm not necessarily the most accurate person but to also, talk to about this. The other shows after us, the same thing happened to the advanced two, advanced three. I mean, that's just how long form goes. Is people are trying to pay attention more. Yeah, that's true. So don't listen to me, guys. Uh, Frank, so what made you first start? I mean, Frank, you are legendary. You're probably the person most often mentioned on this podcast that's never appeared on the podcast. That's true. And I'll pause it. No, that's not true. We have a we have a policy on the podcast. I'm not, you know, shitting on people unless. Yeah, I edit out if we shit on people, because I don't think that's fair if they're not here to defend themselves. But frankly, frankly speaking, you're not really shit on. You're just sort of like we're all sort of amazed by you, Frank. You have like, uh, you know, like you have a way of doing something that we're all trying to do like naturally, and you do it without even thinking about it. It's the best way to describe you. I mean that as a compliment. It's true, because they talk about being yourself and just being like natural, and you're very good at doing that, whether you realize it or not. Yeah, you know what I think? Of I don't realize it because I, every time I leave practice, I think I'm like you were yesterday, like you were saying frustrated like thinking oh my god i could have done all this better yeah and, and really hard on myself i think that's one thing i've gotten better at is just saying whatever it really doesn't matter <laughs> so how did you first get into improv how long have you been doing it since uh it's been about eight months ago when i took my first class so you're is it okay to say your profession yeah yeah you're an engineer by trade at a major automaker whose name i won't mention uh but what made you decide to like try improv? Because one thing I noticed that in our early classes was there were a lot of engineers. I was surprised by that. There were like three or four engineers. Heather, wait, hold on. Heather, well, yeah. For all of them, but it, you know, you want to get out of your little box. You want to. For me, it was getting out of my comfort zone. I just got an idea for a game. Let's see how long Heather can hold this shot glass without spilling. Oh, that's a good game. I count. Well, I want to drink it. It's like a pool. Play. All right. Yeah. At ten seconds. I well, who's gonna who's gonna put the timer on it? I, who I, Uh, this is gonna have to be like uh, Price is Right rules without going over. I guess what we should do is have. Okay, all right, Heather. All right, Heather, that's enough. Uh, so what we should do is have Heather plug her ears and then list our times. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, go. Okay, Jim, you give the first guess. 
Who is this? Let me call him. Okay, John. Okay, Frank. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with a minute. Okay. Yeah, John, get the timer out. Okay, you can stop, Heather. You can stop. So, so the bet is how, okay, Heather, you can stop rapping now. Okay. So what the bet is, is how long you can hold it for uh, without spilling it. Okay. Hold on. Let John start the timer. What's the wager here? A dollar a piece. Is everybody cool with that? What do I get when I win? Um, <laughs> yeah, you get, you get free liquor. You get a free shot. John, tell me when you're ready. I am ready. Okay, Jim, hand it off. I feel like this is the most unhealthy podcast. <laughs> this is the exploitive episode. I think I'm going to be up pretty fast. Who's exploiting who? I feel like I'm yeah. going to drink the shot to Count. lose, right? Yeah. Spilling it will lose it. Three, Spill it or two, two, one. Now, don't drink it right away, though. Whoa. All right. Save it. All right. Well, now, tell us I fucking earned this. Okay. <laughs> so close. I almost spilled the Jim, don't worry about it. Now, does she spill even a drop of it? Does it count as spilling it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait a yeah. minute. Spill it in my cleavage. <laughs> what? You don't make the rules. Do not show your breasts, Heather. Do not. I'm serious. Why? Well, are you wearing a lobster bib? <laughs> yes. Where did you get that? Tony. I'm glad that you noticed. Where did you get a lobster bib? My costume bag. Okay. Now Heather's just staring. Uh, Heather's just staring at the schnapps. Oh, she's sticking her tongue out. I didn't put it in it. Okay. I've never heard that come out. It's almost spilled four times already. I know. But it did. Let's you should have maybe spilled it, like filled it up more to make it more exciting. Jim is doing this job perfectly fine later. Okay, speaking of the mic. I should have filled it up more. Yeah. Jim. Oh. I'll never spill this in my cleavage. Well, I mean, I guess, should we be putting a, an offer? Uh, should we just start to drink it whenever? Or? Yeah, I think we can. Yeah. Okay. And then just, Heather, you're okay to drink it now. You want me to drink it now? Yeah. So I may lose it. No, you, oh, you know what? You don't have to drink it now. You can, at, at this point. That was never part of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At this point, you can drink it whenever you want, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Totally totally yeah. Totally Who had the most faith in Tony, you, Heather? Tony, you're the one that's going to have the most faith. You're there again. Before. If you barf on the floor, you're cleaning it up. I don't care. I'm going to chain you here. Uh. I have no problem with that. <laughs> you sound too willing to throw up on the floor, first of all. <laughs> and she also doesn't sound like she'd do a good job. I know. She'd like probably roll around in it. Yeah. Oh, so disgusting. You know what? Can you do me a favor? Throw up in your bag. Throw up in your costume bag. My costume bag. You spew into that. No, tell you you're a Kroger bag. Uh, I probably do somewhere. John, you know, actually bring bring that cloth around. The dog cloth there, that white one. Put that at Heather's feet. She can throw up on that. This is such a train wreck. No, I was just talking about the No, we still do. Hey, shout out to Ashley, Heather's best friend. Yeah, yeah. I have an yeah. extremely emotional connection with Ashley. Ashley's really, she was really cool, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you 
your guys liked Ashley. She really liked you guys. She was like worried about. She wanted to come hang out, but she was like, I don't know if your friends will like me or like you know be accepting. I understand that. I'm like that. I think every. I assume everybody hates me. So. Um, I want to especially say. Mm-hmm. I think you were especially accommodating. I think I spilled on this. I'm not gonna lie. Well, it's all right. I, just in case you throw up, that's what you're gonna do. You can drink yeah, drink it. Just drink it. Tony, I think Ashley really felt the connection with you. She did. I did too. I did yeah. too. I was like, too bad she's married. Story of my life. Ashley, no, I didn't say that, but I would totally date Ashley if she wasn't married. Beautiful and funny and smart and everything you could. Oh, ever yeah. Ever want. It took three minutes, so twenty nine seconds for her to spill her shot. I love that even in your drunkest, you can't admit somebody is d- smarter than you. I fought. Ashley, I love you in my whole entire heart. You are probably funnier and sexier and everything else than me, but I'm definitely smarter. <laughs> <laughs> She's not mad. She's not mad. The gauntlet's She's been thrown down, Ashley. <laughs> d- d- Heather, just drink the shot and, and go on. Go on. Go on. Like, look at how much you're spilling now on that, too. I'm so glad I put that sheet there. All right. All right, go on. Come on. No, do No, Heather, remember, we have a guest, okay? We have a guest. You have to be nice to the guest. I'm a fucking... You know, she was trying to be nice to me. Right? I was yeah. fucking love Frank. Pretty sure I offered him up a several things I didn't offer any other guests. What? I don't like know. She, like your breasts? Yeah, Frank, do you want us for boobs? No. Girlfriend, but... No, you're not showing him your boobs. Oh my god, that's so much worse. Come on, listen. My eyebrow burns right now. It's okay, just listen to John. Listen to the yar. Just drink your shot. Is this safe? Yeah, yar's safe. He's safe Now Heather's kissing John on the cheek. Now Heather wants a kiss in return. Now John is kissing her. Now you have to drink your shot. I don't know. John John is the Heather whisperer right now. God, this is, oh, that is definitely Heather. You're cut off. Okay, you finish your beer and enjoy it. Oh my God! Look at Boss. The, dog, the dog's kind of concerned. The about you you kind of You know what? I've also decided officially we're not going to have an all drunk podcast because one drunk person is bad enough. I mean, this is like a train wreck. Now I believe musicians when they say like they they're on drugs and then they clean up and they say I did so much better off drugs I'm like yeah you're right you know yeah it's like okay anyway John you keep occupied Frank so how do you <laughs> no we were talking about you being an engineer and joining it so um, like how's your experience been in improv and what made you just wanted to do something different like get out of your comfort zone there was no like one like incident or whatever no it's not just one incident it's just you know just, I heard about it. You know, it looks fun to be able to just get up there and act and, and just let let loose, I guess. And so that was really what it was. I heard about it probably about three years ago. It's like, man, I got Second City had it going. Yeah. Then they dropped the class, so I thought that was my one chance. Yeah, don't worry about looking at Jim. Look at the mic and talk into it, Frank. That's my, yeah. You can, no, and, okay. And, uh, and then all of a sudden I heard about Go Comedy. Yeah. Great, I, I'm going to do it. Had you been to an improv show before you signed up for classes? Yeah, I'd gone to the Detroit Improv Festival. Oh, okay. Buddy of mine was going. He's into it. He's into voiceovers, improv, and all that. So uh, I went and saw a couple shows. And I tell you what, though, it was one show was really bad. And, and this is at the improv festival. You think they're all going to be top notch? Right. Yeah. I think 
any given night, anybody can go out there and get a topic and it's just not going to click. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. That's why last night, you know, Heather was saying we were a 7.5. Everything wasn't, you know, we all of them, didn't, we didn't nail every single one of them, but you know what? We nailed enough of them. Yeah. We got so danced three times for everybody else. Yeah. That's a lot of doing the same thing over. Yeah, yeah that was a tough thing. Yeah, and there was, it was a relatively full crowd. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, yeah. Do you mind saying your age? How old are you? Oh, I'm older than dirt, I guess you could say. Uh, mm. You're anonymous. You should give your age. Totally anonymous. If I had to guess, I would say Frank 40s. is 47. <sighs> I want to say... I, I want to say... I want to say 50. I want to say 51 because I think I heard somebody say you were 51 before. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Look at that. I remember things, guys. You're good. You got good memory. Yeah. That's what makes me a good journalist. Well, not anymore because I'm not... But uh, anyway, I think I wouldn't think you look 51. I just remember somebody saying you are 51. And you're probably the most boy. I'm what age you need. Frank is probably the most young at heart member of our class. I think that's easy to say. What? Is that technically a 17 legal? Yeah, in Michigan. Jim knows all the ages of consent by state. 16 is the age of consent in Michigan. All right. You're okay with that. We're okay. Okay. Heather, would you have sex with a 17-year-old boy or a girl? No. no. I believe Heather definitely would, and then she would carry the guilt around with her. Heather, Heather's trying to put on a... Heather's trying to put on a pair of beads, and uh, sure it's getting stuck on her unicorn helmet, uh, horn. It's pretty funny. That's my horn. That's my power. Okay. The so, is the center of her power. So you have kids, right? Two kids? Yeah, two boys. And, uh, what are they, Frank? I could be with you and your kids. I'm just <laughs> oh, my God, Heather. How? <laughs> that Actually, super inappropriate. You don't even... They're, they're too old for you. They're yeah. 19 and 21. So. Yeah. That that's is the girl. exact perfect age range. Oh, my God. Pizza necklace? <laughs> Where is this shit, Frank? Oh, she's throwing her beads at Yeah. I mean, I have to show... Uh, no, yeah. I think you already did, actually. I, I did. She wasn't looking. And now Frank is wearing like a crown of thorns for some reason. Even before I noticed anything, he got. You have a messiah. Oh, okay, or messiah complex. No, yeah, Game of Thrones. I see that. Heather, will do not do that. I'm serious. Don't show your boobs. To you or to to anybody. Why can't? Because you're drunk. That's this not right. Boob-free house. Come on. You know, you're so lucky we're not assholes, you know? Yeah, I swear to God. You know, none of you see my boobs right now. Well, uh, another group of guys, we'd already be in the bedroom, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not going to happen, okay? I didn't know none of it. Well, I mean, all at the same time. Fuck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Heather, broke I, I said something to Heather and she dropped the mic. That's awesome. Anyway, the that fake mic. The right so your kids have never been to see you do improv? <laughs> yeah, they did. They were here oh. the uh, improv, the 101. Oh, they came to the 101 show. Yeah. Okay. And I actually you thought, thought of giving them a uh, gift kind of certificate to do it themselves here. if they wanted to do it. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so someone would definitely do it. He's totally into, well, actually, they're both into puns. But improv is in puns. Well, kind of short form. There's a lot of yeah, wordplay. They love that. And, and I don't know what I got from them. They didn't get that from me. So... So what do they think of you, uh, their dad being an improv? Were they like, or when you told them, when did you tell them you were doing it just before the class show or did they know? No, I think I told them about it. And you know what? I, I don't think I any surprises them.
Because I, I have a tendency to, you know, if it's something I want to do and try something different, yeah. you know, let's, let's do it. Okay. So what do they think of your performance in the yeah, one? Every once in a while, I might be a shake their head like, you know, you know, they, they didn't say it was bad. Yeah. They didn't say it was good though either. <laughs> I think they thought it was cool that I just, that I tried it though. Yeah, they came. I think that's cool that they came to watch you. So now, Frank, you have this, I don't know how to describe your personality. The funniest part was somebody was dressed, uh, I think they were describing an imp or no, it wasn't an imp. It was uh, like a rake. I've heard that one before. It was some word we were using for someone like, and, and and Frank didn't know what the word was, and I'm like, that's you, you know, like. Uh, Can't remember what the word was. It's like someone that like says something like, you'll say things that should be like, inappropriate or offensive, but for some reason, for when you say it, nobody gets mad. I've met a couple people like that. Like I have a friend uh, who does that, and he's actually better than you at it. Like, but he does it on purpose. Like he'll say really offensive things and he always gets away with it, but you're just doing it innocently. Like there's an innocence about you, Frank. Like, and I wonder if you're aware of it and if you are like how far back this goes. Like here, for example, on the podcast last week, I, like I told the story about how uh, you asked a teacher what games we were going to play in the class show. Okay. Even though that, even though the class was long form and we hadn't played any games all semester, and but but yet Bob wasn't Bob wasn't mad. He was like, you know what? I can't get mad at him. Afraid to ask what you know. It's kind of like I was going week to week. Kind of goes back to the fact that I hadn't paid yet. So yeah, that's an. It was kind of like well, I'm week to week here anyway, and I, I purposely didn't want to get caught up in like what are we doing at the end. I just kind of wanted to go with it. And so then, then finally I realized, you know, it must be getting close to class, you know, showtime. Yeah. It's like next week. Well, what class? Then I was just like, well, I haven't really been focusing on it. So what are we doing? <laughs> so it was the dumbest question to ask because apparently the name of the class was Commando. No, it's not Commando. The name of the class is long form improv. It wasn't called Commando? No, the form that we did is known as Commando. Right. Yeah. Right. So there's a, like a form, the difference between a form and a game, a form is something you can do in an entire setup. A game is generally not something you can do in an entire setup. No. Like it's a difference between like an inning, like nine innings make up a game, yeah. but a game is a game. You know what I mean? That wasn't a great analogy. <laughs> but anyway, and I don't say that with malice. I mean, you, like I said, there's certain people you run across in life that have this gift because I think there's, like when you. Let's go around and have everyone tell their favorite story. Tony. Yeah. You know how, at least for a while now. Okay. I've had sex dreams about, like, everyone except you, Tony. Yes. She's lying. Listen. No, she's not. That's true. That's the story. By the way, that is my life in a nutshell right there. <laughs> Tony, I love you. I love you. Yeah. With my heart. Okay, that's fine. But that's also in my subconscious vagina. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had a I had an intro to sex dream with you. You had an interracial sex dream with me? No, intro two. An intro to sex dream? What does that mean? Oh, two. It means you were really interested in touching my boobs, and I was really interested in letting that happen. And then I woke up. <laughs> So let me get this straight. All the other dreams you imagined having intercourse with people, but with me, you just imagined me touching your boobs. But because mm -hmm. At least I got to second base. That's better than I've ever done. In the dream world. Yeah. Currently are building our relationship. That's where you yeah, just formed an emotional connection. Yeah. Okay. Well, we agreed that Heather said I could touch her boobs during a show. Now, I want to... In real life, right tonight. No, I'm not going to do life. that. Tony, only tonight. Tonight is...
I know that's exactly why I'm not going to do it because you're pretty much <laughs> legally drunk, you know. And so I'm interested. She said it was an, an intro to Dream. Does that mean like is intro one first base, intro three is third base? <laughs> And then wait till we get to my long form. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jokes are back on the table. So anyway, my favorite memory of Frank was uh, the or favorite Frank moment was when he asked a teacher well, the story I told last week. So I'm not going to tell it again. But Jim, what's your favorite Frank moment? I think uh, we all shared our favorite Dave moments last week as well. Yeah. My favorite in class moment was when uh, Tony and Frank were doing a switch scene. Tony gets out there. And he holds his thumbs up, both of his thumbs up, and Frank goes, oh, no, not you again. You're not getting across the border. <laughs> that Tony's holding a bomb and he's a terrorist. <laughs> instead of being the Fonzie, yeah. instead of the Fonz. It was like so, it was like almost racist, but it was Almost racist. <laughs> Innocent. I know. I was like, I, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I can't, I'm not, I'm not mad at all. I can't get mad at Frank. I, I just can't do it. All right, John, what's your favorite uh, Frank uh, memory? Probably, I think it was intro to uh, me and Frank were doing a scene where we ended up in jail. He was oh, dad, yeah. And I was his son. And we end up in the same jail cell. And I'm like, well, Pa, at least we don't have to worry about our buttholes. And Frank goes, that's what you think. <laughs> see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we haven't heard from one person, so I'm really curious. Yeah, Heather. Uh, oh, I was. I wasn't sure if she'd be able to sit up and. Uh, Heather, do you, uh, can you recall anything of this? Frank and Dream what, viewers. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What is the question? What's your favorite like Frank moment from and class? If you want to think about it for a moment, uh, I do have something I want to mention to Tony. Okay. Not your favorite it's, Frank uh, sex. What do they call it? A mia call for whatever. <laughs> or it was that scene where we were doing it. I and love. Listen, I'm gonna give it overall. Okay. I love Frank because. Yeah. That wasn't the question, but. What? Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Just some. Let's go with it. I like where it's going. I like where it's going. Frank, give me the question. Give me the question. What's your favorite? Me yeah. What's your or like? What's your favorite memory or the funny thing that Frank did that made you really laugh? Or you can answer your first question too. Frank, I love you because I just feel like, listen. No, the. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you all right? Oh, Are you okay? She's still conscious. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, watch out. Here. Jesus Christ. Maybe we should have put a timer on how yeah. long it took her to knock yeah. over the beer. Mm. <laughs> you know what, Jim? I never had. You know what? She unplugged the device. Uh, I've never really had that quite of. Okay, we're back online. <laughs> Heather fell down and unplugged the the box. Right in the middle of the answer. And now she's kneeling on my couch, uh, shaking her butt at me. No, I, I'll never know the answer to that question. I Frank. will never know the answer wait, to the question. Wait, wait, wait! What's the question? You always your favorite Frank moment, John. You might have taken the mic off the stand by now. There's a lot of reasons why it's difficult right now. Yeah. Jim, maybe you want to help uh, John a little no, bit wrangle yeah, Heather. Jim. Heather, why don't you why don't you just sit back on the couch? I'm gonna pee in one minute. Don't pee on the couch. I'm not in the couch. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Alright. There you go. Okay. Oh, Very good. Right. Now, Heather, do you have a moment you would like to share? 
Lean back. Uh, you know, I can't. Uh, uh, seriously, at this yeah. time, I can't remember a specific moment. But I really love Frank. And I love participating. And see with Frank, I think he's very open. I think that. Frank. Frank, can we have a hug? No, we'll do that later. Tony, you're not in charge of our hug. John is going to teleport. John's going to give you a little Heather, hug now. When you can stand on your own, Mother then you can hug. Yeah, okay. very good. That's a good. John, John is a Heather. You're going to get a hug later. I'm it's a rain check right now. John is, John is a Heather whisperer tonight. Good job, John. We, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Okay, so now that we're back online, uh, Frank, you want to say something to me? Oh, well, yeah, I, I go back to that one, one scene. <laughs> the scene where we were doing the, uh, the border, you, we were doing, what, Switch or something? Yeah, I guess so. And uh, you know what they tell us in the classes, don't pre-plan a <laughs> And I, I had, this is, okay, this was early in the Yeah. And so I had like three things already canned up in my brain, and, and I was going to be a border patrol guy. Yeah. And so that was uh, what I was going to do. And so I get out there. And I already planned in my mind what I said. And Tony, I say switch. I run out there. Tony's standing there, and then I, I, I just blurted it right out. Uh -huh. And I said, uh oh, <laughs> did I say something wrong? No, it's <laughs> you know, it, it's totally fine. Like I, I said, you know, I didn't know you that well, and I no, it could go one. Like I said, I wasn't even at that point. I had just seen enough of you that I was like, I don't. I just don't. I'm not mad. I wasn't mad at all ever. You've never done anything that made me mad ever. That's the truth. It's just like yeah. you have that ability. Um, so that was that was kind of you know it was like oh when you realize you, I always do that you always realize you say something after you say it. Yeah. Like, okay. Well. Yeah. Well, Heather's in the bathroom now. So, uh, scale of one to ten, guys, let's go around the room real quick. How bad of an idea was this to have her get drunk, Jim? One to ten. One being the worst idea, ten being the best idea. Or no, one being the worst best idea, ten being the worst idea. Oh, Anna's the worst idea. Yeah. Uh, it's not an eight. <laughs> yeah, it's more. She's harder to control than I thought she would be. Yeah. Cause I'm a. You know why? Cause I'm not a very crazy drunk, and I thought she. You know, J John. What about what you? A little bag that you have there, though. Yeah. Jo John's putting his. Uh, In general. John deserves really like an MVP for handling Heather <laughs> tonight. Oh yeah. In general, I don't think it's that bad. The problem is in the podcast environment. We have to keep a structure. Yeah. And that structure is getting kicked and punched and covered with costumes. And I maybe like a nine for a podcast environment. Yeah, I agree. So I'm <laughs> glad because we had we'd actually talked about an episode where we all got drunk. And I realize now that it's happen. horrible idea. Horrible idea. Frank, what do you think? Scale of one to ten. Ten being the worst idea that Heather got so drunk tonight. And one being, and it's a really awesome idea. Yeah, being, being a little bit drunk would have been fine, you know, but if it's too much, you know, she, um, she as you can see, she's yeah. Here yeah, so number, give me a number. Let, let's go with eight. Okay, yeah. very good. So you're, the, the other thing I sort of uh, alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, I will get into now, is that we're not continuing. This is basically the end of this class's run. You know, it's like been whittled down. Uh, John... Jim, Heather, and myself are taking a writing class, and Frank might, or you're not going to do it? Well, I'm, I might. Okay, so Frank might do it. 
uh, over at Planet Ant next semester. And Dave is not going on, and Steve, I think he said he's Steve is taking a break. Regardless, regardless he also did. He said he also did this last summer. He took a couple classes and then took the summer off and came back in the fall. So it makes me feel less bad about doing it. But that basically, it's almost like you know, like one like strain imagine like a species you know like it's gone extinct like one year wait hold on hold on hold on yeah i wasn't gonna bring it up i was just pointing to the bathroom but now everyone at home is like oh okay yeah oh, my poor cleaning lady anyway <laughs> uh, you're not gonna use that bathroom nope i'm gonna use the downstairs bathroom until saturday <laughs> i can hang on <laughs> at least she didn't throw you know i'm hoping she didn't throw up on my bathroom floor it hit water. No, it hit water. She was in the lake. Okay. I almost followed her over there. Like, yeah, it's place. good. No. I can't remember the last time I drank till I threw up. It's been a long time. Yeah. I like once ever. Oh really? We may have to get that shower on for. Yeah. Have you ever anybody here ever been blackout drunk? I have. No. No. Really? College. I'm a tab. Yeah. Where'd you go to college? Uh, you've been here once. Oh, okay. I metabolize alcohol too fast, so I yeah. You were saying that before I get drunk, like super drunk. Lucky, you should join. You get in a you drinking say contest. Lucky, but it's way more expensive to get drunk. Well, you should get in a drinking contest then. Yeah. If someone would pay me money. No. There's the problem. Okay. I don't know why I'm talking like this. <laughs> so yeah, it is a little sad that our class is ending, but I also feel good that it's not. For the for lack of you know it's not because people are left in the in hanging I like I was really afraid that some of us are gonna leave and then other people really wanted to keep going and then they couldn't unless that's you Frank no actually I was planning on taking uh, you know I was kind of going into this thing I was gonna take this one and like I was mentioning about halfway through the semester it's like you know what I think this is the right time to end it uh, through at least for the summer take a summer break yeah and you know but running on such a high note you know I do want to come back to it you know this um, is the thing I've experienced this this at point no, and two. No. If there's not enough people to go on, you can retake the same class. And they give you a discount, or they or for free. They did give you me a discount. Okay. Well, what happens is you take the same class over again with new people, and you just reinforce the things that you learned. Yeah. Oh, did you get a discount? Uh, it happened at point and, but. Um, because you kept getting stuck with classes where not enough people would go to it the next class. From like six people to three people, and five people to three people, and you can't continue with that. Workshops are another. I haven't taken any workshops. I haven't either. Comedy, they do one like every month on the weekend, and then at the end they do one like every other week almost every Thursday. I did yeah. take one at Go Comedy, but it wasn't like a Go Comedy workshop. And I'm not dropping names here, which I'm definitely doing. Yeah. But it was Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. No, that's legitimate. That's a titan of improv. I'm not even joking. That's a big time. You know, in retrospect, because I wasn't sure how into improv I really was, in retrospect, I should have taken that class. Even if it was like, but it was a lot though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. How much was it? It was like 200 bucks. Yeah, that's a lot. I did get into the show afterwards too. So what, like 205 bucks? No, I like his show was 35. Oh, it was? Okay. So it was spent like 200, but I also performed in his show. You did? Everybody in that class who wrote us. We all wrote a sketch and we all performed it in the middle of his show. He had like an intermission. Oh, I see. In the middle where he went out to get drinks. And then you did sketches. Did you have a tape of that? Uh, Bob said he had a tape, but I never saw it. Maybe I can find it. Yeah. Now that I have his YouTube. Who was that one? Uh, have you, you ever hear that show Kids in the Hall? It's kind of like Saturday Night Live, but in Canada. 
You have heard of it or no? It well, used to be on Netflix. You should definitely check it out. Yeah, basically it's like the not the Canadian version of SNL, but it was like four guys that did a bunch of different sketches. It was pre-taped. It wasn't live. That's and a the big guy, difference. The guy who produces SNL. Produces did you ever watch the show News Radio? Yeah. The main the main guy on there, uh, he was like the, you know, like the, the young baby face guy. Yeah. He was one of the kids in the hall. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he's one of them. And then. Oh, uh, yeah. It's all sketchy, but it's really good. I think you would like it. Um, uh, and that's that's another thing I'm excited for is because we're taking the writing class. Is that with the improv experience that we've gained? Yeah. Writing sketches will be like freeing in a way. Um, well, I think it's more in line with your aspirations, right? Yeah. And mine too. I mean, I've like I've been uh, like a journalist for 14 years. I've said this endlessly on the podcast. And, but I'm saying it to you because you're a special guest. But, I mean, I've written, like, books and screenplays and stuff, and that's more in line with, like, what I like to do. I like writing. So I'm going to enjoy it, too. John, I know you have written some things or treatments. I've and, never, like, finished any projects. Yeah. But I've never had any, like, writing partners either, which... And that's why I think improv is so important. Improv to me is, like, is writing, performing, but most importantly, it's just... Uh, learning how to support people and networking group. I think is the biggest thing that it gives you yeah that's true because it's it's a group yeah especially especially if you're bad at meeting people which I am and this is I met so many people like and in the past whenever yeah. I meet an improver I'm like he's he's I, your friend yeah he's my friend initially mm. I mean yeah I just always treat improvers as my friend so it pisses you off but even then, I'm like, if I think I'm going to get in a scene with them, I'm like, I've got to maintain a good relationship so we can perform. Yeah. I will say, I've met very few people in improv where I'm like, that guy's a douchebag. Yeah, I said very few. John's looking at me like, you know what I'm talking about. I know who we're talking about. Yeah. But like I said, I don't, I don't waste my time thinking about him anymore. It came and it went. I was mad at the time, but I'm like, you know what? He's just like the rest of life. And that was my mistake. Yeah. Now, Heather. Stumbling out of the bathroom. Is she crying? Is that true, Jim? Okay, here comes Heather. She's been in the bathroom for a while, vomiting. Are you trying to argue with me? She shouldn't have had that last shot. Of, uh, don't throw up on me, all right? Did you throw up on my bathroom floor? No, never. Okay, my bathtub then? Never. Okay, why don't you have a seat now? She's a professional. Right this way. You're doing good, Heather. Hang in there. Watch out for Heather, Jim. Careful. Make sure she doesn't fall backwards. Careful. Watch, she, Jim. Watch seriously. Careful, right this way. You're right. supposed to take her hand. I know, Jim. It's like won't even touch her. Come on, right here. Yeah, come on, sit. No, turn your butt around. There you go. All right. Oh, you did such a good job. Thank you. Heather, now that you're back, uh, how was your puking adventures? Did you think you were gonna throw up? Yeah. When did you know in your heart you were gonna throw up? Uh, before we left, before we left. Before we left the bar? Yeah. Oh, man. So it was your goal, essentially. No, it was my destiny. That went well. <laughs> so you knew you were going to throw up, and you were like, let's do five shots. You were like Harry Potter of drinking. I don't care, whatever. Wow, it was your destiny. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know what? Nothing turns me on more than a girl throwing up in the bathroom. Oh, wow. There's porn channels for that. Oh, God. Yeah. Heather, how do you feel about the writing program we're about to take? I'm excited about it. And how do you feel about the class ending? That's what we were talking about when you're going. Like, I was, honestly, I was, like, a little depressed after the show, and I thought it was about the show, but I realized it's because this is, like, an end of an era. 
Yeah. I, I kind of feel bad about it for that same reason, but also for... Yeah, I feel that too. Yeah. I, think we, I, I think we ended strong. <laughs> and it's, it's been about, what, eight months we've all been... <laughs> so. There's not a lot but of I think we're going to continue anyway, so it's, the future is ahead of us. Yeah, we've come so far. I mean, really, this is like the most friends I made in this period of time. Well, maybe that's not true. College and more. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You, know, you seem very social person. I'm not sure I... Why do you say you don't meet... Well, I have a lot of social anxiety is what I should say. I'm good at pretending it's social, but it gives me... And it's much less than it used to be. But like when I walked into class for intro two, I was telling them my worst fear in life was walking into a situation where everybody knew each other and I didn't know anybody. And that's exactly what I walked into in intro two. So maybe when I was like in my 20s, like I would not go to things for that reason, you know, and like or I would agree to it and I would feel like nausea and sick to my stomach. And you go find their pet and just play with the pet for the entire party. uh, No, because I wouldn't even get that far. But I that's a good idea. Uh, You're right. I think I have contact. I probably see about 30 people on a weekly basis. Yeah. Revolved around improv. And just like getting to know people. And it gives you an entree. You're like, you know, a reason to like talk to somebody that you normally wouldn't, you know. Yeah. So you guys can just be friends and, and nothing more. And you know they're on the same page yeah. too. Like, um, like my experience, like taking some of the stand-up classes and stuff, you talk to other stand-ups and they're like, not really listening to you they're not adding up to what you're saying they're trying to like write down what they think is funny in their head so they can say well later. yeah i mean stand up and comedy to some bob and i were talking about that during the review i think comedy by nature is just more narcissistic because you're being like asked to share your point of view and only that only like you don't have to worry about anybody else that's good and bad so yeah. and i think it also stand-up comedy attracts more fucked up people by nature like yeah. mentally whereas Improv probably does also attract fucked up people, but I think it also attracts a lot of like people that were into like theater and uh, drama club. None of which I did. Frank, did you do any of that stuff in high school or college? Uh, yeah, I, I did. Uh, well, it, another little interesting bit about me: I was always in the band. I never, I never wanted to be in the band. But what? Uh, so why were you in the band? What did you play? I played the trumpet, right? So okay. I grew up. What high school? I felt like I had. I, I felt like I had to be in the band uh, because my older brother was in the band. It was just the thing to do, so I just followed him along. And then, then I realized when I created the band, I was not having any fun at all. And we were in the pit for one of the drop, you know, one of the yeah. drills. And afterwards, we had the parties afterwards, and everybody would go to the parties, and everybody in the band would sit there and watch all the other people having fun. Oh, wait, so everybody uh, else would go to the parties and you wouldn't? Well, the people from the, uh, that were on the stage. Yeah. Yeah, were there, and the band was invited too because they had to be because it's just to be nice. Yeah, and so I went there and it's like, man, all those guys are having fun, and with the girls. You know, yeah, all about the girls yes, in high school, absolutely. Right? So it was like, dang, I want to, you know, hey, I want to be having fun like that. Too. Yeah. So I said, I'm quitting band and I'm going to be on stage. So I went to be on stage just to. Wow. But I've heard a lot of actors say that, and I actually heard a lot of musicians you know, say that. And it's part of like you come out of your shell because then you know it, it, you help learn to you meet people. You're forced in the situation. It was like joining a club type of thing, yeah. and then you meet people, and yeah, so it was a lot of fun. I had a so you were an actor, like, or in? No, I was at, I was just in the chorus part. So I, I, I can't sing, but somehow they thought I could sing. 
And so I got a little bit part. You know, it, it's yeah. a little bit part, but you know what? That's all I needed. Throw <laughs> <laughs> me a crumb. And then you go to the parties and just laugh at the band guys. Oh, I, yeah. While while you're having sex, like, you just yeah, crushed it. Having a blast, you know. So did you continue it in college? No, no, that was it. That was my one. Then I got serious about, you know, working and putting myself through college. So I, I had a decent job. So it was like, it conflicted with that. So I did that one time only, but it was enough to like, you know, it, I really enjoyed it though. So you put yourself through college? Like what was your job? Did you have a series of jobs or? No, no, I just worked at the local grocery store. Okay. Uh, you know, but at the time, you know, it's 10 bucks an hour. Was time. it Danny's? Farmer Jack. <sighs> I was hoping it'd be a one that's now defunct, which it is. It, is. Like it makes for a better story. That's cool. I admire that, that you paid yourself, you paid your way through college. Did you always uh, want to be an engineer? No, no. Were you uh, in the band and then you saw the engineers on stage? And then <laughs> and the engineers were just drowning. In yeah. It. No, it was, more of a, it was more of a career choice. It was basically working at Farmer Jack's strikes the fear of God in you, like thinking, uh, well. Like you, you're around a lot of people and you're like, this is the rest of their life. Well, and a couple with that, I was dating this one girl ah. who felt like I had no future. Ah. And so it was heartbreak. You know, it was the first heartbreak that you have. Then you say, I need to do something with my life. And all just can't be fun. Yeah. And then it's like, well, if I'm going to go back to college, I want to do something where I can, get, you know, hopefully get a decent job at. And So let me ask you, how old were you? Like, so how many years were you at PharmaJack after high school from the time you went back to college? I took like a year off. A year off. Oh, so you were like 19? Yeah, you know, it wasn't very long. Okay. You know, a year in that, a year at that point in life seems like a very long time. But yeah. Looking, you know, a year's what? You know, we can blow a year just doing improv. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I wouldn't call it blowing. I mean, it's no, true. How dare you, Frank? <laughs> so yeah, my exactly. burning question, right. Frank, did you yeah. ever find this girl on Facebook and be like, yeah. I'm an engineer that does improv now, bitch. Guess who didn't have the future? Or what happened to that girl? You know, I, 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 I'm not, I've not gone at, I've not looked, I've not seeked her out. Oh, I was going to say that you, like, I thought you were going to say, I married her. Yeah. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be the story. <laughs> well, that's a really good story. I'm, uh, that's very admirable, Frank. Yeah. See, learns. We're making but an emotional connection. Has, everybody has, you, you know, you look at the steps to take you where you're at today, and I think everybody has some moment where, you know, they, they run into some major decision, say, you know, you could have gone one of two directions, right? Yeah. Do you have any? Well, I mean, my parents always wanted me to be the, like a doctor or an engineer or something, quote unquote, Indian. Uh, I was interested in physical therapy for a while, like in high school. And then I took, uh, when I went to Wayne State, I decided like my first year I would take like science prereqs and all that stuff. And then the second year I would take like journalism prereqs. And so the first year I did the science, I did all right. I volunteered at like a, a PT clinic where you like in Detroit where, which was the interesting thing was all the black guys were paralyzed because they had been shot in the back. So this is like maybe 20 people. So like uh, there were 13 like black guys there uh, and they had all been shot, paralyzed because they were shot in the back uh, and th through violence. And like uh, there was one Hispanic guy, I forgot why he was, but the rest were all white guys and they had all become paralyzed in swimming pool accidents like they were swimming and dive, diving and they hit their head on the either on the bottom of the pool or they were in a lake and they hit a rock one guy was in a quarry and he said he hit and they all like were paralyzed like that and i was like that's fucked up that's a tangent which i like to go off on all the time but anyway then that summer i started taking journalism uh like i took a journalism grammar class 
And just the people in there and the classes, the moment I was in there like a weekend, I'm like, I want to be a journalist. What I really believe is if you really love something, you'll find a way to make money at it for the most part, you know. And, you know, they say like really like the $70,000 mark. They say if, you know, people uh, like people above that mark aren't measurably happier than, you know, like let's say the difference of happiness between 70000 and 140000 Doesn't buy Yeah. Yeah, it's they're not appreciably happier, but people like making less than seventy thousand. Like if you make thirty thousand and then you make seventy thousand, you're a lot happier. It's really right. about getting all your basic. Yeah, the basic yeah, needs. You don't have to focus on yeah the basic. You don't have needs. to work four jobs. Yeah, like, right. And at least for me, like I never wondered. Like I mean, there were times like my first year out of school, I was on strike in Seattle, like making no like. Wait, you you went on strike, but you hadn't worked yet. Well. My, my first year out of college, I got a job at the Seattle Times. So I was there for, I, I joined there in February and in like October, we went on strike. And so I had to go on strike. I came from a union family and all that. My dad was an auto worker. And I was just sitting there like at a picket sign. It's like the rainy time in Seattle. And I'm just like, and I made the least money of anybody going on strike, you know, because I was in what they called like a, it was called a residency or fellowship program, which basically you get the chance to work at a huge paper for shit money, you know, but you get that, you know, once you get that experience under your belt, you can work anywhere. Most people work their way up like from small papers. So it's like going right to the majors, but not making any money. That's Heather. We might have to hold the mic up to her at some point. She's snoring. Um, yeah, John, why don't you do that while we're talking? Um, and so anyway, I was just like really questioning, you know, like, God, what did I get myself into? But I never questioned why did I go into journalism? Like, Okay, that's good. I'm that's tempted terrible. to leave the I'm tempted to leave the mic on her for the rest of the podcast, but uh, we're so interesting, everybody. Yeah, but to to answer your question, I never wondered like, oh, what if I become a physical therapist? Because I knew I'd be fucking miserable. I really loved journalism. Like, probably twelve out of the fourteen years of it, I loved my job, even though I worked shitty hours and weekends and all the holidays. I really loved it. The last two years, when I got into management and stuff, it just became not really what I was into. So. I tend to pontificate a lot. So Frank, if you could do something else, like do you ever wonder, like besides an engineer, is there something you wonder, like I wish I would have done that? Like maybe even like comedy or like an entertainer? Pool cleaner. No, I really, <laughs> I really don't, you know, I don't, I don't have any, have anything like that. At one point it maybe, you know, like would have been cool to be as a doctor, uh, you know, pondered, you know, if I want to go back to school for that or something like that. But my brother's, my brother is, is a doctor, and I said, well, I can't be a doctor. My brother's a doctor, so. Oh, really? Like You could have opened up a family practice together. I know. I was yeah, going to say, in an Indian family, they aim, yeah. what your brother is, type of thing. It was the one of the, oh, really? You make so many decisions. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, like in Indian families, they shoot to have all doctors. Like, I know one family that thinks like four kids, three out of them are doctors. Yeah, but. What? No, I, you know, there was any one thing that I. Yes, what about your parents? Did your parents push you to be anything, or what did they do for a living? No, my mom's a nurse. Oh, my mom's a nurse too. She's retired. Yeah, she well, she retired and she had those kids basically. Oh, okay. Uh, and then my dad was a, a teacher. Okay. Uh, educator. So, uh, but you did. I think the interesting thing is back in that generation, uh, they didn't really. They, at least in my case, they didn't provide a lot of guidance in terms of like. You really need to map out your future. I think nowadays people are very, they, they try to 
drive their kids and tell them exactly what people have been trying to do that for decades and the kids are always like oh okay mom but they do the opposite anyway right yeah you do the opposite yeah i think i think it's the same as what it used to be some people some families maybe just indian families yeah. Like guidance, and then yeah. Caucasian people. They don't yeah, we just did that on our own. We, yeah, we had to find our own path. Yeah, that's that's crazy to me because like, as a kid, from the time I was like in you know second grade, it was just assumed I'm going to college. There was never any discussion of me or my sister not going to college. Like it wasn't even like an option. But I know plenty of like my friends are like, what are you gonna do? It's like, or the other thing is getting kicked out of the house at 18. Like we'd always hear about that, like in TV or our friends. I actually think that's less common now than it was because I think there are more kids living at home like after college and stuff. But I remember hearing that like, yeah, once you're 18, they're out of the house. And my parents are like, if my if I, my parents if I told them I wanted to live with them right now, being 39, they would love it. Well, t- t- I wasn't sure if we were coming to come to your place. I didn't know if this was your your parents. It very well could have you been. Know, like, Mom and Dad. Hey. Yeah, like yeah. No, this is my my own house. My parents live in Novi but like I said they would they would totally love it if I lived there because that's the Indian thing it's like they yeah, want to keep right. like because in India like the house is ge- the generations live under the same roof they just make like the, the house bigger like out in the woods you know so in Canton uh, we've got a lot of Indian yeah Indians in Canton both both sides of me both I got neighbors on both sides mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, next door to me uh, middle-aged uh, children and they live with their parents yeah uh, it saves so, a ton of money totally yeah but yeah, it's totally acceptable. Like I had a friend that went to college and then after he got out of college, he got married and they lived there for a number of years all with his parents, you know? It's funny because the parents, all their, like my parents look at him and say like, oh, that's so awesome. And the kids are like, I could never do that. I could and I'd go crazy, you know? Because the thing is they want to be your parents, you know? And it's like, they don't, they don't break that bond. You know, they'll like tell you, like try and like, not like give you a curfew and stuff, but they'll be like, well, let's do this or clean your room or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, come with us. Our friends are coming over. Say hello. And it's like, I don't want to do any of this shit. You know, I want to go to my own house and be alone and record podcasts like a like a winner. So, yeah. Yeah. So, well, when it comes to your kids then, Frank, um, do you like push them in terms of like what you want them to do uh, or like what are they doing? So when you, how old were they? You said 21 and 19. So the are they going to college? Yeah, they're both both going to college, and uh, my only requirement is you know t- pick a career that we can get a j- decent job at. So you don't want to go yeah. to philosophy. Uh, yeah. Perhaps you know something. Uh, I took philo- the reason why I say that is I took philosophy classes in college. Yeah. Wait, let me let me really stop. Let me stop you right there. Jim and John are holding their mics up to Heather to capture her snoring while Frank is talking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, go. Yeah, like binaural recording. NPR kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can keep one mic. Just put one mic on her chest. Just leave it there. I'm John. To leave the mic on her chest. Okay. Some weird stuff was happening. That's true. Okay. So continue though, like taking philosophy. You were yeah, saying. So like, I took a couple philosophy classes. I really loved it. And and I was like, well, you know, I could, I could just do this. Yeah. But then I realized how I couldn't. Get, you know, what was I going to do? Yeah. Have, have your sons picked a career? Uh. Yeah. One's you know, becoming an engineer as well. Oh, really? Into business. So how do you feel about your son being an engineer? Like, is he going to the same? Are you a computer engineer or? Electrical. Electrical. So what kind of engineering yeah, is he going uh, into? He's chemical. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do you feel proud about that as a parent or you don't, does it, uh, it sounds like you do, as long as they did something, some career, you wouldn't have minded. Yeah. The, the cool thing is when you got kids and they own, they, they decide what they want to do. They got a good plan in place and they feel like they own it. They're motivated to do it. Cause then, Instead of you having to push, you know, in high school, 
everybody's pushing all the way through to do good, do good. Yeah. And at some point, they have to own their decisions. And so once you see them get excited about what they want to do, then you step back and say, good, that's, you know, that's what's important. Okay, now I'm going to ask a question, which I think I know the answer to. But what kind of parent are you? Are you like the disciplinarian, the guy that's a bad guy, or are you like you try more to be their friend? Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, I, I yeah, just it's got to be disciplinary. <laughs> I knew for I knew for a yeah. second that was not you, Frank. <laughs> no, I I think I'm a I, I'm in the middle. You know, I, I don't think you have to you know carry a big stick. Yeah. I, I, was, I, I never was that way. I, I think they're, they're, they turn out to be great kids, and they are great kids. And uh, I'm like, you know, uh, of course, it's coming from my, you know, they're my kids, so of course I'm going to say uh, that. You'd be surprised. I've heard parents say uh, things about their kids. You know, I think they turned out, you know, things turn out great for them. And, and, but I think I'm, you know, as a parent, you don't want to be there. You, you don't, you know, when they, the kids get older in college, you can start to, you know, get more, more like friends. friends. Yeah. But yeah, when, when kids are younger, you got to keep. You, you can be close to them and you can do things with them and, and but you still have to have a little bit of that separation i think yeah so that way you, you know they, they know you're there for guidance type of thing does that make sense yeah so let me ask you are you paying for their college or are you like because i had to pay for my own college you have to pay for your college nowadays nobody can pay for their own college that's right good man <laughs> no, frank yeah it's just um, it's impossible now yeah it's, yeah it's incredibly expensive yeah and okay, finally about your kids, which of your uh, sons do you love more, the older one or the younger one? You, lo you, you love them both. <laughs> Damn it, Frank. I was hoping you were going to say. <laughs> They'll never know. They'll never know. No. It, I know. It's no, the engineer, isn't it? Uh, it's the engineer. You're hesitating, Frank. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about well, some parents actually do like one kid more than the other. And, and I, I just, I, you know, blows from my mind that par some parents... Some kids are that. just little jerks, and you hate them. No. I, I've, I've been lucky, man. I, I really... It, well, it's like having a favorite sibling. That's easy. Yeah, for Jim, if you, brother's dog. If you have one sibling... <laughs> are you the only child? No. He has two siblings. You have three siblings. You have three siblings? Wow, I didn't even know about the other one. The, no, did your parents... Have one favorite, one of one of you. It's probably you. Probably. Oh, you're the favorite. Personality. The youngest. No, I'm not. I'm one of the middle. Okay. So they definitely favored you. <laughs> okay. Who's who's the sibling that's the most in contact with your parents now? Like that hangs out with them regularly? Is it you or calls them regularly? No, I say it's my oldest brother because mm. he had a kid. Oh, I see. So they're like b big into being grandparents. That's the brother oh, with the dog, right? Hard. I think he, he stole more, your. I think he found a way to steal your, their attention from you. He's more, like he loves them more than they love him. You think? That's one of the reasons I think he had a kid for attention. Really, I thought the oldest kind of gets the most attention. Well, actually, the youngest probably gets the most attention. Yeah. They get away with the most. Yeah. The oldest gets it the hardest, let me tell you. Because I think he's more into them being grandparents than they are into being grandparents. Oh, really? So they're kind of like, they're not like demanding. Oh, well, watch my kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he loves, he loves it. So, but they're not demanding yeah. like, we need to take the grandkids? 
that's another thing like Indian parent like if I told my parents like if I had a kid and they're like you can't babysit him they would literally be devastated they would like be crying like no why how, what kind of son did we raise that you wouldn't let us babysit your child yeah. so and they want to do it every day and they'd want to fight for custody and they probably win anyway um, so finally Frank yeah. the question we've all been wanting to ask as Jessica would refer to it your orthodonture Oh your braces. These are adult onset braces. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not. Oh, my no. theory is they surprise, surprise me as much as they surprise everybody. Else. Okay, so. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think if you get insurance and if you got someone. Well, I yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I see no problem with it. I think it's great, but I I don't think it's great. I don't give a shit enough about it to think it's great, but it is unusual. I mean, usually. Yeah, but you don't you don't usually see people your age wearing braces. Is what I'm saying. I think you would oh, agree to that. Yeah. So why, like, how long have you had braces? It's been uh, um, two, a little over two years. And is this, a, is this the first time in your life that you've had braces? It's the first time. So what made you decide to get them? Or was it a medical reason? Uh, if you feel, un yeah, if you feel uncomfortable discussing this, you're free to it's not answer really it. It's a really emotional topic. Okay. Oh, so you got your teeth knocked out? Yeah. Wow. No, no, no. The guy's just not trying to be funny. You know, when you try to be funny, it just doesn't work. Yeah, that's... You know, I've seen <laughs> pictures of you doing hockey stuff, so that is... I do play, I do play hockey. Have you lost teeth playing hockey? No, I okay. just play pickup hockey with oh, okay. the, like the uh, college kids okay. over in Canton every once in a while. And you show them all up, right? Oh, no. I, I'm like the old, old school, the old guy on campus. There. Mm -hmm. Do you not even wear a helmet like yeah, that? No, I wear uh, a leather helmet. Yeah. It's, it's like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> skating around, you fall, you don't feel it. Did you play hockey as a child? No, it's another one of these things you just kind of... Yeah, you know, I admire that about you, that you like just pick up things like, you know... Yeah. Going back to what you were saying, like you walk in this room where you know absolutely nobody. Yeah. And, uh, How does that make you feel? You're going in, all these kids know each other. Mm. It's dropping hockey. Yeah. It's on can, but... Uh, a lot of these guys all obviously know each other and they're all talking to each other and I just walk in, they look over and there's the, uh, you know, there's, there's the old guy walking in, um, compared to them, the other 18, 21 year old. Yeah. So that's why you got the braces to fit in better? And, uh, well, we'll come back. To <laughs> okay. Yeah, these aren't really braces. These are just. Oh, like clip-ons? Falsies. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Falsies. I just, I just put a, I just wear them when I come out, you know, with the improv. Okay. So yeah, but it's it's that fear of walking in. You you, know, you you you're walking into a new environment, but it's like dang, you know I'm not gonna let that stop me. I'm gonna do it anyway because dang it, you know it looks fun. I want to do it. Let's do it. Yeah, that's I mean that's really admirable. So back to the braces. Yeah, back to the braces. So uh, you know I wanted to do it since I was 18, but it was always like well you know I always come up with the next good excuse. Well there's this girl I like, and so well. Uh, She's not gonna like me if I have braces, so obviously you know I, I don't want them now, and so you know there's always an excuse why not to have it. Do you have a fear of the dentist as well? And then finally, well, let's just put it: Does anybody like going to the dentist? Well, well, there's a difference between not liking it and being afraid of it. No, I'm not afraid. Okay. No, I like it. You my like uncle's my dentist. I go there. He does my teeth, and then I get free lunch. It's sweet. Free lunch. Yeah, free lunch. Like he takes you out to lunch. Yeah, he's my uncle. He takes me out to uh, Einstein Bay or whatever. I'm like, yeah, give me 
fucking sandwich. That's cool. And you're able to eat this. Yeah, that's a good question. You have goo, drool coming outside your mouth. What if you've just had a fluoride treatment? I don't have cavities. I don't worry about it. Mm. I got like one and he had this ceramic shit he put in there. Oh, yeah. Showing it with the laser. It was immediately hard and I went out and had a sandwich. Okay. Like 10 minutes later. But the Novocaine, half your mouth wasn't like frozen. No. That no. only happens if you get on the bottom jaw and I've never had a cavity on the bottom. Oh, you got good teeth. Man, I wish I had oh, a yeah. dentist uncle. The trick is to just chew on like scraps of metal and that'll scrape them clean. Kids at home never do that. That's incredibly good. I know. John was being real and then he stopped being real. So now we're going back it's to Frank. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, you want to, you know, it's always like, yeah, I should probably do it. They're never really that bad anyway, but it's always probably like, yeah, I should probably do it. But I always find a good excuse not to do it. And finally, like you said, you got an insurance plan that was halfway, halfway decent. Oh, okay. Get insurance as an adult for breaks to cover none of it. So then they, the insurance kicked in a little bit of it. And then uh, my son was needed braces. So I tell you what, let's just do it together. Nice. So it was a bonding moment. So it was our, we bonded over braces. Wow. So I did it first and then, because uh, he was kind of like me. You know, he was that, you know, at 20, what, 8, 19, something like that. Yeah. And it was like, well, I, you know, he, he was like, I was. A lot of reasons why he didn't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, and so when I did it, he said, oh, fine, I guess I'll do it too. Now my question oh, is, yeah. yeah, he started six months after I did, and he's out of them already. Oh, well, he was probably less had less crooked teeth, because yeah. your teeth have had a lifetime to probably get out of alignment. Old when you're younger. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, John. That, yeah. That hurts. That's no. He just means that you're tougher. Yeah, Frank. Hey. Yes. Exactly. So. Yeah, I don't know when they're coming off. But I, I, I'm afraid to ask my dentist. She's probably gonna say five more years. Wow. Uh, you, you know, so it's. Oh yeah, I had. I'm afraid to ask every time I go in, I don't ask my, my my friend. She goes, "Well, are you gonna ask if I don't want to come off?" Yeah. I said because I'm afraid of what the answer might be. <laughs> I don't want to know. Just. I I had braces. I hated them. I mean, I had a gap in my teeth that fixed the most of it. But you would get cuts on the inside of your mouth and the tightening, oh, right. and they would hurt. Now, one thing I didn't have, and I noticed you have, is you have rubber bands on the side of your mouth. What's the purpose of that? Off when I go in public. Okay, what's the pur- Well, you've done a bad job because I've seen them a bunch of times. Yeah, you know, I've gotten used to you guys, so I don't mind showing you my rubber bands. Yeah, that's fine. I don't think it's anything weird. I was just but like, no, like, if I'm performing, or obviously when I eat, yeah, they come out when I'm performing, they come out. Yeah, it's just to, physically it's to close to get, bring the teeth together. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used to have those. I think it was like to help bring your jaw forward. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you have like an underbite or overbite? Less of an underbite. Yeah, they're, they're more, more uh, more on the top than the bottom. So they're they're doing all the jockeying of position. You know, trying to yeah fight with it. You know, get them all in place. So it's yeah, I'm hoping any time now. Well, thanks for answering all those questions, Frank. I appreciate it. you've been a great guest. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for the tough question. No, we're not like that. It's the like tough a questions fell asleep. Yeah, I know. So, John, do you have a fact of the day or fact um, of the week? Well, here's a fact of the day that it's an improv-related fact, which I think is appropriate for All right. the show. Uh, Del Close, the famous Del Close, who was everywhere. He taught Bill Murray. Considered like a father father of improv. Yeah. Uh, he asked for his head to be removed on his death and made into a prop for Hamlet to be or not to be, uh, who is that, Horatio? Yeah. Horatio's skull. He wanted his skull to become a prop for Horatio. And no one would do it. They're all like, hell no, I'm not cutting this dude's head off and preserving the bone. So 
One of his last wishes was denied by doctors. Thanks, doctors. That's a good fact. Good. All right. So uh, I think that's it. Uh, well, we have one last word from Heather. Oh, yeah. Last word from Heather. Closing remarks. And then a sniff from Bob. Should we wake her up? No. No, not at all. Just let it go. Frank, that sounds like a really bad idea. I know. Well, she needs to sleep it off a little bit. Poor Heather, but she brought it on herself. Okay, so is this the last After Improv podcast? There's no more class? Uh, remember, we have to do one next week for Jessica. Okay, there's one more, but will there be one more after that? Yeah, there'll be more after that, because we'll still do them after the writing class. God. Yeah. We'll still call them After Improv. It's trademarked now. Damn it, Jim. Trademark. You ruined everything. No, that was a perfectly... That was a cliffhanger. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Ah. I really like you like you don't even know you're doing it. Like I thought you were fucking around, you know, but you weren't. You're being dead serious. So you were being serious. Okay, it's fine. That's called false. Okay. Let me do it. Alright. Is this the last episode ever? Dun 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 Alright. So for our special guest Frank Anonymous, brother of Heather Anonymous. Uh, this is Tony Augusti for The Wizard, The Warrior, and The Maiden True, Jim Harper, John Yar, and Heather, I don't know what she is, Heather smashed, no passed out no. snoring, uh, and this has been After Improv. Play us out, Jim. Oh, it's the After Improv Show.